You are listening to the Tenuto Podcast with Kevin Lynch, sponsored by Kelly and Larissa. Here we go! Alright, welcome back to another episode and shout out to Kelly and Larissa. Um, out here in Fredericksburg, it's March 7th and... It's about 29 degrees. My apartment complex lost its heat because that's the way the world works sometimes. And I haven't had a place to stay, so they decided, you know, they're two good friends. So they let me stay at their place, gave me a warm bed, and um, they wanted to do the intro to the podcast. So shout out to them. I thought that was awesome. Today, you are going to be hearing from one of my biggest mentors, someone that I look up to a lot. And it's funny because... She's not a band director, and I, that's my goal is I want to be the best band director I can, but this podcast is more about interviewing music teachers because all these themes that I, that I come through by interviewing each of these people, um, they all connect. It's all connected, um, whether it's chorus, orchestra, band, even coaching basketball. I've seen so many similarities, and I've, I've started to become a better teacher just through becoming a coach. Um, so that's been really, really fun to, to watch myself develop through that. And and uh, the person I interviewed today is Enola Douglas. She's in her 11th year teaching, but she's also at her first year at H.H. Pool Middle School, which is one of the schools I work at. And she, I mean, she's just been above and beyond anything that you could ask for in a mentor. She's constantly giving me different ideas, different approaches to things. When I have a bad day, uh, I, I go and talk to her, and she's <laughs> she probably had a bad day too because the kids are pretty similar. So we, we talk about it, and she, she gets me through it. Um, you know, people here are super nice, but she really goes above and beyond and in, in all aspects of teaching and, and everything, and she's made me feel really welcome here in this new place. Um, Anola is actually one of the reasons why I started this podcast because I was learning so much from her and I was like and I was thinking about um, just the the things I would learn if I tried to connect with other people but I specifically remember sitting at her desk with her and she's she's showing me all these ideas from teacherspayteachers.com or whatever and and um, yeah it was it was just really enlightening and she was showing me all these ideas and I thought huh I wonder what I could learn from other people, too. So, you know, she's a great teacher, and she knows it. And that's that's really nice because um, she's got a lot of confidence, and that's what a lot of teachers need and what a lot of teachers are missing out here. Um, and and she, really, she really hits home things that she's really honest. That's one of her biggest strengths when she's talking to people. She's really honest. And... Um, I think that really comes through in this interview. It's probably one of the more risque interviews. Um, if you got kids, you know, I don't know. It's just a couple swear words, so just be be aware of that. But it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, always a good time being with Enola. And we were doing the interview in Enola's classroom, and there's actually a little segment where she's talking about what her classroom looks like, and. The drama teacher because we stayed after school she's working on the play and i was doing she was working on the school musical i was working with the girls basketball team until after school and then we did the interview um 
and the drama teacher Andrea Candia Carroll came in and she just started adding to the interview which was fine I, she didn't really know what was going on but it was fun and then Anola's husband's also in it so a couple guest appearances and I hope you enjoyed this interview with Anola Douglas I'm sitting here with Anola <laughs> Douglas middle school choir director at HH Pool Middle School and she was so thrilled when I asked her to come on the podcast so thanks for being here Enola. You're welcome. How many years have you been teaching? This is my 11th year of teaching. Hmm. And you started out as a euphonium player? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no I majored in piano. Okay. I played the trumpet which I know you love, but mm -hmm. I hate it. I think it's the worst instrument in the world. Okay. I played that for like since fifth grade. And then when I got to college, I started playing the euphonium. So you were on track for instrumental? Yes, that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Nobody else understood why I wanted to do it, but that's what I wanted to do. It seems like everyone has like this plan set out when they're in college, mm -hmm. and then a lot of people's plans just change. Yes, college is not where you make your decisions, that's for sure. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about your path once you hit college to now being a choral director? Like after I left college? Yeah. So I got hired um, in St. Mary's County, Maryland, like two days after I graduated wow. for a middle school um, band job. And the lady that they were, uh, that I was going to be replacing, they were trying to fire her because they just didn't want her there anymore, but they never took the necessary steps to fire her properly, mm -hmm. but they had already hired me. So um, they gave me a general music position instead, and I took it because I was 21 and I wanted to make 40 something thousand dollars. <laughs> and it was like the worst ever. I will <laughs> never teach that again. I don't recommend anybody ever teach middle school general music ever in their life. <laughs> but I, <laughs> You know, at the time, I wanted to be a band director, and my supervisor had promised me, you know, we're going to get you a band job or whatever. She lied to my face. So the choir directors were the ones that I hung out with. They're the ones I went on trips with. They're the ones that took care of me. They were the one, you know, and I don't know what it's like for you guys, but in North Carolina, at Elon, we got a music K through 12 degree. So we had to learn how to teach everything. Yeah. So you basically just, there was no like track. I know there's like tracks now, but it's just basically, we're gonna teach you everything and then you kind of make that decision. Yeah. yeah, I went through that. Yeah, so because I spent so much time with the choir directors, I um, just was like, you know what? I actually kind of like this better. And majoring in piano, no one really understood why I wanted to teach band anyway everybody thought that was so strange mm -hmm. but um they were building a brand new school in my hometown of Waldorf Maryland and I said you know what I have no experience teaching chorus but um this is my hometown I think I'm a pretty likable person so I was <laughs> like I'm gonna go for it and lo and behold they at this brand new school they gave me the job huh and then you've just been doing it ever and since. then it just was go 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 from then wow yeah. And you like, okay, wow. I beat out somebody who had been working in the county for like 25 years. Oh, man. I know. Fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so now it's your 11th year. Yes. Okay. And so we work at the same middle school, and I'm always coming in here, and you've got these crazy writing ideas that you're always doing at the end of your class. 
that don't necessarily have anything to do with music. No. Can you talk a little bit about those and why you're doing those? So I was just thinking, like, one of the things that I, like, always, I've like, when I get observed, everyone's like, you're wonderful, you're great, blah, 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 but you don't have a closing activity. Like, that's always been something that I've never done, mm-hmm. and I never really could figure out how to incorporate, like, because I don't want to do, like, exit tickets or something stupid, but these kids, the culture at this school is not conducive to teamwork. Like, it's just one of those, it's just a building where it's kind of every man for themselves. So um, I started doing these things like Motivation Monday or Talk About It Tuesday. And I would like, I basically my whole agenda was for the kids to start thinking about the choices that they were making and things that they could be doing to make themselves better. Therefore, they would be better for the team. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the whole point of it. Yeah. So all the questions sometimes are geared towards music, like what kind of song do you like or something stupid like that just to make them feel. Um, I didn't do one today. I did one Friday was, um, because we were talking about growth mindset. Um, Fridays was name one thing, or do you think that you... Of work to your full potential today mm-hmm. and then um, name something that you could do to improve for the next time because you know we have assessment coming up yeah. so cool that's awesome and they, they're like buying into it oh my gosh they love it I wouldn't think that they would and now with um, this new writing in you know initiative that we have with like the whole they have to write in sentence sentences and blah 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 I thought that they were gonna like eat my face off when I told them that but they really I think they just like the questions, and yeah. a lot of the kids, the things that they would write were really kind of interesting. Like, I want to stay out of the drama, and I want to be a better student, and mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? So I think that it's giving them a chance to think. Yeah, you probably learn a lot about them, too. I have. Yeah, that's I cool. really have. Um, okay, so a lot of people forget about the classroom environment, right? But sitting here in your classroom, it seems like it's something that you take into consideration a lot. Can you talk a little bit about, just describe to the listeners what your classroom looks like? Well, right now, it looks like a semi-truck went through it, but <laughs> usually, <laughs> I like, um, I change the seating arrangements every week. Um, last week, it was in a big circle. Um, it's in the chairs in three sections, but I'm really big into lights. I have, like, I'm sure that's what you're talking about. Like so the your Christmas notes. lights? Yeah. yeah, the Christmas lights and stuff, because... One of the things about middle school chorus is you get all kinds of kids thrown in here. It's not like band or orchestra where, for the most part, you're going to get kids who actually want to be there for 96%. I would say in chorus you're going to get about 80% of kids who actually want to be here. So you have to learn how to work with that. And one of the things that I started doing a long time ago was um, dimming the lights. And it just makes everything a little bit more – first of all, it's ambiance. I mean, come Mm -hmm. on. And then, second of all, like, it helps the kids feel a little bit more comfortable. It makes them feel like someone's not staring at them when, like, the other kids are staring at them when they're singing. And then when we, that's only, like, a beginning thing. And then we get more comfortable and they can start to sing with the lights on and things like that. And, you know, that's just one of those things you have to do. I mean, you're dealing with 12 and 13 and 11-year-olds, you know what I mean? Like, they have insecurities that we just forget about. Yeah. Um, And then I do, like, my brag wall. I need to... Do yeah, some. what is the brag wall? So for each grade, the kids that like 
Um, I mean, I'm new at this school this year, and the teacher mm-hmm. that they had before me, some of them, they just loved her, and some of them, they didn't really care for her that much. And the ones that loved her were the toughest ones to kind of um, win over, and I just wanted them, and I'm, I'm a tough person, tough teacher, so yeah. I wanted them to understand that I do care about them, that I do notice things, that they're doing positive things, and this was just a way for me to, you know, I write every kid's name out by hand, and I write a personal note to each of them by hand, and it takes me freaking forever, <laughs> but I do it, and it's important, and some of the kids I'm a little closer with, I write little inside jokes that we have and stuff like that, Yeah. so they see the different color up on this board, and they all run to it, and it's really cute. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. And they can all see it. It's for everyone. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And then, what is? So I see you, you take oh. over the clock. <laughs> the clock. <laughs> yes. So I like. I'm a really big stickler when kids ask me what time is it, or always looking at the clock because I feel like that that's one way you're gonna automatically lose them is when yeah. it's always about the time and how much time is this gonna take. You need to get them to be in the moment. Right. And so I meant to do this at the beginning of the year, and I didn't. And so when I did, the kids totally noticed, and they were like, why would you cover the clock? And I'm like, if you want to know what time it is, you need to wear your own watch. And um, so now it's like, hey, guys, it's chorus time. And yeah. so it's now it's a stupid little joke. But um, it really works because most of the time that it's always like, really? Class is over already? You know, and that's what I want them to be saying, not – okay, guys, let's go. Come on, it's time to go. Or even, I mean, you think about it, like you guys, you're playing until after the time is up sometime, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, we just, we stop class when I'm done. Yeah. Not when the clock says we're done, right. you know? I like that. I like that a lot. I think <laughs> that's cool. So me and you, you know, we always talk at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. right? And like, they're not always the best days. <laughs> Sometimes they're hard days. Yeah. Sometimes the kids are kind of crazy. Middle school. You get a, get a little bit down. Maybe you don't feel like things are going our way. But especially after the hard days, what makes you come back to teach? Well, I drink a lot. So, <laughs> and I know, you know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Experience that. So, um... Uh, really, and this is, this was not always the case with me. I've changed a lot as a person. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was the couple years I took off of teaching because I just kind of learned a little bit more about myself. But the biggest thing is they're just children. Yeah. They're just kids. Like, what Mm -hmm. the hell? Like, what are they going to do? You know, like, they're just kids and you're the one that knows what's going on. You're the professional. You're the expert. No matter how much they you know, the day might be hard or they might make you feel like you're doing something wrong. Um, most of the time you're not. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, there are some times you are and you got to change some things. Yeah. You got to come back in. But, yeah. you know, there's just some days where you just have to go, wait a second, these are kids. What am I doing? What's wrong with me? Yeah. And go, nope, tomorrow we're coming back in and we're doing this strong and, you know, let's go. We're not doing that, whatever. So that's really the biggest thing is wine and knowing that, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and like one thing I've seen in all teachers is the older they are, it seems like the more jaded. And this is when our drama teacher, Miss Candida, comes on in. Hi, I'm Miss Candida, and I'm just here for no apparent reason. <laughs> I was a drama teacher. <laughs> I teach drama, which middle schoolers shouldn't need to be taught. Theater, but there you arts, are. the theater. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, so one of the teachers here, she was talking about last year, like some of them, the eighth graders that I have made her cry. Yeah. And she just had already like had that, like in class made her cry. And she just has this like distaste for these kids. And, you know, at Drew last year, there was a lot of the older teachers, they had already just, things had changed over the years. And rather than evolving and moving with the times, Drew was one of the poorest schools in the county now. It didn't used to be. Mm -hmm. And so when those teachers were there, they were used, they called it the country club. They were used to just these kids performing at a high rate no matter what they did. And a lot of them, they just kind of pushed themselves out. They acted like it was someone else, but it was just them. They didn't want to move with the times. They didn't want to deal with the fact that they're dealing with a school that has the 40% free and reduced lunch rate anymore. They wanted things to be the way that it was. So um, you... So realizing the children, but at the same time, keeping up on your own stuff, you know, reading and um, if you want to go back to school, but make mm-hmm. sure it's something that's going to improve, not just something that's the same thing over again, like yeah. another music degree. I'm really, uh, I'm against that, but um, just doing more and. Did you go back for, what, no, no, I'm, what would, would you go back for one? A music degree? No. Any, oh. What would you well, go back I'm, for? Well, I am going. I'm getting my master's right now in administration. Okay. But yeah, I'm. I just don't see the point in getting a master's in the thing that you already know how what to if do. If it's within a concentration, like I have a theater degree. If it's a concentration, yeah. I got one in lighting, or I got one in yeah. stage management. I, there's one like a specific music one that I was looking at, and that was a concentration. Yeah. But like, I know a lot of people that just go back and get another music ed, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. I just don't see the point. Okay, here's here's a question. Here's a question I ask every one of my guests. Okay. If you could meet your first year teacher self, what advice would you give? Um, I would say I was thinking about this today. I would just say stand up for yourself. Like don't take any bullshit. And I fe- I feel like that's one of the things about new teachers is when you're young. And I still deal with this because people think I'm a lot younger than I am, mm-hmm. and they kind of want to tell you what to do or how to do it. And it's like no. I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do my job. And um, really, that's the biggest thing is not stand up to your stand up for yourself, stand up to the kids, stand up to the administrators, stand up to the other teachers who like we have all these rehearsals that we need to do or whatever. And they want to complain. And this it's no, this is what has to happen in order for my program to to thrive. And I'm not going to take away from you. I'm not. That's not my goal here. But um, just standing up for yourself and for teachers that. Not me, because I did this, but people who don't ask questions. Like, I was really big in asking questions, and I think that that's one of the reasons why I was able to get so far so quickly, because if I didn't know something, I asked or I figured it out. I didn't just sit in my room and cry and suffer, which I feel like a lot of first-year teachers do, Mm -hmm. you know? They're afraid to look stupid, and it's... You're not going to look stupid. Maybe, yeah. Especially music teachers, because a lot of times you're the only one. You know, you have to either go email, and sometimes you just can't get things across on email, or you have to go find the other people, especially if they don't have frequent meetings like we do here in Stafford. Yeah. Because I don't think we do have enough. But um, yeah, ask questions and stand up for yourself. That like really that resonates with me a little bit. Like stand up for yourself, because. I've asked this question to like eight other people. You're the ninth person. And that's like that's like the answer that's resonated with me the most because it's so easy to just want to be someone to that like helps out and mm-hmm. like you can say yes to so many things and then all of a sudden like 
your whole schedule is packed and you have no free time mm -hmm. and you just want to help people and and like you want to be seen as like someone who's being helpful and like mm -hmm. contributing exactly and then they like kind of they it's almost like they'll take advantage of mm -hmm. that and because you're young and spry and yeah yeah you don't for know sure any better which is yeah you, for you know, sure they, they prey on the ignorance oh you're a new teacher yeah well hey would you like to run this club that no one else wants to run mm -hmm. hey. and you want to please and then uh, going into the kids doing it for yourself for the kids is you know you're young and I remember that, like being mm. the kids telling, I'm like, why are you so interested in me? Well, you're our youngest teacher. We, yeah. you know, and they, that was one of the reasons why I was so against teaching high school at my age, not that there's anything wrong with it, but because I looked like one of them. And I was like, how am I gonna get respect from these kids? How am I gonna be able to? Because I just didn't feel strong enough in mm -hmm. that, in myself. That had nothing to do with my age or my whatever. I didn't feel confident. But with the middle school kids, they can run all over you if you let them. And yeah. you just have to say, okay, you know, find that balance between, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can be your best friend when, you know, but at the same time, like, you cross me, it's over. Like, mm -hmm. you have to find that healthy balance. And it, it does take some time. And you're not going to get it your first year. And I think that would be another thing is you're not going to get that your first year. It just – because you have a lot of growing up to do yourself before you can – be the type of teacher that you want to be, yeah. you know? Yeah. All right. That covers it. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. <laughs> You're ready for it. All right. So you so you know the rules of rapid fire. You I, just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay, so I'm just going to pop out some questions. Okay. You just say the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Sure. All right. What's one book you would recommend to anyone? Like a teaching book? Uh, any book. Any book? Harry Potter? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you okay. mean. <laughs> uh, what's your dream car? Oh, uh, I want a Range Rover. Okay. Let's say that someone decided to make a movie about you. Who would play you as the actor? Whoever the drunkest person in Hollywood is. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Oh. Yeah, right. right. That would be a great. She did great. bring her for you. <laughs> I swear I'm a good teacher. Oh. I swear. That's why I'm a good teacher. Okay, what's one quote you live your life by? Um, that's a good question. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> we got a lot of people in the room, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> people in the room. What did you say? Oh, you get what you give. That is true. Oh, I'll see. You, you know better than I do. I do, but I say that a lot at... <laughs> I say that a lot at home because I'm I'm very like I'm very confrontational, but I'm very I pick and choose because I'm very much a believer of you will get what you put out into the universe. Yeah. So you get what you give. Mm -hmm. I have just come across that quote and like I can't agree with it more. It's like up there behind there, you can't see it. Maybe that's where I got it from. My big uh, display. I saw this I saw this quote that was like, if you want more like love or whatever like you gotta give more love yeah yeah like i'm about that i'm not <laughs> that's a little right. that's not me but that. i'm all about no, okay yeah. we're gonna cut this part out <laughs> <laughs> um okay here's the last question what's your favorite sports team i don't care about that <laughs> I like watching Cavs games. They're fun. Okay. You think they're going to win it all this year? Sure. I don't know. All right. I said I like them. I don't right. know anything about them. That was a little segment called Talking Sports with Anola. <laughs>
<laughs> that's going to last about 30 seconds long. <laughs> and that's our interview. Thank you. You're and welcome. Thank you guys for coming too. We got <laughs> You're a, a room full of people, so there we go. All right. Thanks, Noah. Bye. All right, so that was our interview with Enola, and what a great person she is. It was a lot of fun, and it was nice to have Andrea in there and her husband. It's a whole room full of people at the podcast, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, probably one of the more fun ones I've ever done, and I'm looking forward to just continuing to work with her and learning from her, and I hope you guys got a couple things from that. She gave a lot of good ideas, and... Um, and they work. She's a great teacher. She works hard and she deserves all the praise she gets. So that's our show. Uh, any words from you, Larissa? Kelly? Yeah. Cool. So that's our show. Um, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>